You are now listening to the Solomon Attention Podcast. Welcome back to the Solomon Attention Podcast. I want to bring you guys this um, interview that I did last year uh, with Ms. Sade McMillan. She's the CEO of Cedar Respite, uh, one of the first guests I had on the podcast. Well, really, we were doing a webisode series that time before I started the podcast, but I thought that this would be a great episode to uh, include to the Solomon Attention Podcast. Now, a dope individual, and we just chopped it up uh, for, for about an hour. Uh, on our live and we talked about family relationships parent parenting purpose uh and so many other topics she's right here in dallas i met her while volunteering uh here in oak cliff uh that year uh for for a book uh book pack book bag uh back to school fundraiser so just a dope individual doing some amazing things and so um i pulled up this conversation because it just really was inspirational and i think that uh it will inspire each and every one of you so let's tune in uh and i'll see you again on the next episode Um, but i've been living here in dallas for almost six years um i moved here right fresh off the graduation stage from the central state university which is an hbc Ohio. Come on. <laughs> and then um, I followed up with my master's from Dallas Baptist University, which is a private Christian college out in Dallas. And I am finalizing my PhD with Capella University right now. Yes, yes, that's, that is so good. So you told us a little bit about uh, where you're from and you gave us a little bit about your educational background. So talk to us a little bit about your family and personal background that's kind of really been impactful in your journey so far. Yeah, so I have a daughter. She is six years old. She is literally my twin, both physically, emotionally. Um, <laughs> we're both very, very sensitive, very sassy. Yeah. Um, she definitely embodied her mom. Um, yeah. Like the old folks say, I spit her out. Uh, yeah. like a <laughs> image of me. So she's definitely um, a moving force and things of that nature. Um, I come from a very big family. Uh, we live on 108th in St. Clair. We have three generations living on that street. Um, technically, it is the hood, but it used to be a very flourishing Black community. Um, and I grew up with the uh, sense of community and knowing um, what it takes to move a community forward and what it takes to move a community backwards. I've seen um, the before and after of um, crack cocaine, uh, gentrification, of high rate, uh, crime, uh, crime rates going up, and things of that nature. So, um, I've really, um, I'm honored to be a millennial because I can kind of do a comparison, a, co- a compare and contrast of what the community was versus what it looks like right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned, so tell us a little bit about what, what do you currently do? What's your professional life like in terms of your, your so, work? So currently we are putting on for the babies with autism. So I own and operate a fully functional nanny service for children and young adults mm-hmm. ages two all the way up to 35 that are diagnosed with um, autism or any other neurological or developmental uh, disorder. Yeah. We just recently started working with children with cancer. Um, and really the services are specialized because these kids need a special type of nanny. They need a special yeah. type of care. However, the business in itself is built around the parents. 
mm. so that, that way they can have a sense of normalcy they can go on date nights and you know just because you have a kid with a disability people always um, think that oh there's a mom and a dad but sometimes there's just a mom and sometimes there's just a dad so you know these are adults and they have needs and wants and they may want to go on dates and happy hours and things of that nature um, because these parents really don't lead normal lives and there's a lot um, that goes on behind closed doors so we come in and we help reduce the rate of burnout and divorce and neglect and abuse that happens in a home and we also um we collaborate with other community resources to help them get resources, keep them out of CPS um, care and things of that nature. And we partner with the uh, Dallas Police Department. We did a couple of um, autism uh, awareness forums with them. And we commit and really, really just go all out for the autism community as far as getting those resources out to parents and things of that nature. Okay, okay. Some really, really impactful work. And so it, it becomes, so now we're kind of leading up to that magic question, right? Uh, and I think all of us who are viewing, we may have gotten an idea, but what is your purpose? And how did you discover your purpose? So <clears throat> it's so funny because uh, purpose is like so, like it could be like something that someone's, thinks like, oh, this is my purpose. Like people can make up their own purposes and we can kind of try to be like, you know, it's almost like having a roll book bags and saying like mm -hmm. that red book bag is my book bag because I feel like that's my book bag. But if we don't have any backing, and when I say backing for me, although I don't push my own spiritual or religious beliefs on anyone, I really think that a purpose is definitely where hard work and faith intersect mm -hmm. however without the faith you don't have you have to believe in something and for me that is jesus christ that is the son of the father and the holy spirit yeah. um i did not want to be a ceo i did not want to own my own business i um it's not until now that i kind of look back at the things that i did in the undergrad i had a nonprofit undergrad just mm -hmm. at 17 so it was like you know had i been looking at my life at 17 at 20 Seven. Oh, I was about to age myself. Wow. <laughs> at 27, I, I didn't have the same mindset that I had at 17. So I didn't even see how God was leading me to be a leader and teaching me those different fundamentals. Um, so I think that purpose is something that's just undeniable. Where um, in the Bible, it talks about um, fire being shot up in your bones. It's like something that you necessarily don't want to do, but you do it anyway because that's all that you can do. It's like being, it's like if you don't do it, you'll burst into flames yeah. almost. And I think that that feeling comes from divine purpose and leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it comes from really um, committing um, your life to Christ and kind of mm -hmm. letting God kind of bend and wave you. Um, because mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, like purpose is not always pretty. I mean, mm. I've had almost 11 eviction letters, but never been evicted. I mean, I've had 17 cents in my uh, account for a week. Yeah. My phone has been off for a month. And this yeah. is all, and I'm doing all of this because this is what God told me to do. And I got through all those trials and tribulations, never had an eviction, never really went without anything. And I've just been like blessed to be on platforms like this, which is just kind of driving the purpose. So it's like purpose, you know you're on purpose when you have evidence of purpose. And that's things that you're not willingly going out 
in seeking. So for example, like I didn't, even though like I would have, if I, if I knew you beforehand and it's, and it's not any um, testament to, you know, our relationship, I didn't go out and seek you out and be like, Dr. Solomon, I really want to be on your show. It's just something that happened, yeah. met at a volunteer organization, ended up meeting each other. And then here we are yeah. by, you know, the twist and turning of life. Yeah. So it's just those divine intersections to where it's kind of out of your control and you're kind of watching things unfold. That's mm -hmm. when you know that you're in, in purpose because purpose doesn't have to be forced. It doesn't have to be ripped up and it doesn't really have to be planned out because I've received, uh, I've been laying on my couch drinking a bottle of wine and something has just hit my phone. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to people one time and been nominated for awards and things of that nature. So um, it doesn't matter about having like a small platform because I'm not uh, the type of CEO or the type of doctor or anybody that has a lot of um, followers or a lot of people that's like, oh my gosh, I just you know want to be connected. Mm -hmm. I don't have that, that big of a platform. However, people that have bigger platforms than me have less accolades as far as it's going, as far as me being on things like this, being yeah. published, things of that nature. So yeah. when it doesn't make sense, but it's working, that's purpose. Yeah, man, you said a lot, man. I was trying to take notes and jot it down because there's so much I want to try to try to get to in the next you know, in the next twenty or so minutes. But but something that you talked about was that purpose doesn't have to be forced, right? And so what what encouragement do you provide uh, individuals who are trying to to start that journey? And they've been trying different things, right? And they feel like nothing is really working and they're discouraged about that. Like what, what encouragement would you provide? Because under that context, it doesn't have to be forced. So, so it should come easy to you. But for some people I find it's hard to find what comes easy because I'm yeah. doing a lot of different things. I, yeah. so, so what advice or what encouragement would you provide to that individual? Um, I think, First, you have to make sure, you have to check the temperature of the purpose. You have to make sure that this is real purpose and not forced purpose. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of us, we follow like the fads of careers. You know, first it was cool for people to be mechanics, like, oh, I work on cars. Yeah. Then it was really cool for girls to be, you know, everybody, you know, mm -hmm. especially at HBCUs, we all wanted to be hairstylists and nail techs, you know, <laughs> in the dorms. That's all we wanted to do because we wanted to make extra yeah. money. But not all of us is called. To do yeah. that if everybody's <laughs> not called to yeah. run a business yeah. like some people have to be in the boardroom some people have to be at the grocery store some people those are even yeah. those those are smaller but if you cut off yeah. your pinky toe you lose all balance in your foot so we yeah. all play a part and yeah. how the way things twist and turn and um i just encourage people to really check the temperature like is this something that i'm really supposed to be doing mm. First. And if you yeah. know, don't let me or anybody else deter you because this is not me deterring people from being an entrepreneur. I'm just saying it's very unnecessary risk to take if you're not really called to do it. Yeah. And then you're in your own, you're gonna bump into somebody else's car because you're in someone else's lane. So you have to get out the lane and make sure. So I would just check check the, the evidence. If I tell people if you can get a hundred dollars worth of services or $100 worth of products to be sold in a day, then you can make 100K in a day. You just kind of keep doing the same thing and keep, keep perfecting it. Keep doing the same thing, same things to where it's almost like the adverse 
um, definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, but you're not expecting different results. You're expecting the same result. So if you can get someone to put that type of money into you, because right now we're in the middle of COVID, we're in the middle of an election year, we're in the middle of Black Lives Matter, we're in the middle of a whole bunch of things that is fluctuating the money. So if someone is still willingly spending money with you, then you got it. You just need to stay at the court. And then the last thing you need to ask yourself is, you know, if I was working a nine to five, yeah. would I still be able to cover my bills that I need now? Mm. So if you stop working, so if you're not making anything at your job, if you're not making anything with your business, say yeah. you're at zero right now, yeah. but your rent is $2,000, say you used to be balling out of control and just, <laughs> just say corporate is just not for me, which happens. Yeah. And you took the leap of faith and you left and now you're sitting in this penthouse and you're crying with the last bottle of good wine. So it's like, but you have to think to yourself, if I was to go out and get a regular job, what would I do? Yeah. Because yeah. when you are in purpose, the only thing you know how to do is the business. Right. So it, it's so it's like for me, it's like all I know how to do now is run my business. Yeah. I have a teaching certificate from when I taught in the local school, di school district for special education. Yeah. I yeah. can't use that. And that's not going to cover my bills. So why leave the business for, yeah. for something that's not, I'm going to have to have an addition to. So yeah. when the only thing you know how to do and you're honest with yourself, because sometimes we're not honest with ourselves. We're not because we think that, oh, like, I want to be the full-time CEO, not doing anything else. And we have to put our egos to the side and the bragging rights to the side because even if you run a full business and you have a side hustle job, that's not a strike to you being a CEO. You're still a CEO. You just got some extra bread on the side. So the thing is, but we let pop culture and people, you know, we got the city girls saying like, I don't got a job. I yeah, am yeah, a job, yeah. you know, so we're, but the thing is, it's like, but even the city girls are doing promotional ads. They're doing stuff on Instagram. So yeah. they got jobs. Okay. They not yeah. the only jobs. Yeah. <laughs> we, but this is the thing that we are listening to. And that's kind of like, yeah. if you don't have a business that be mine, you might think that you know, I need to get all the money or none of the money. And that's not true. And yeah. so uh, being a business owner, being a CEO is tough work because it's not for the people that always want to go first. Yeah. So if you're thinking of going into business and thinking that, oh, this is my time to give myself what I deserve. Because yeah. real CEOs, real business people know that they go last. Mm -hmm. You're the last person to go to sleep at night mm -hmm. and you're the last person to get paid. Yeah. You are last or you won't have a business for long. So if you're not last, you won't last. So that's a yeah. way to remember it. If you don't mind going last, then you you you, you have to go last. Yeah. And that's you can Google that, you can Amazon yeah. it, you can ask your pop pop and your grandma. Yeah. Uh, it, it takes a while, either, you know, some big surge of mm -hmm. clientele or people that mm -hmm. really need your product or service mm -hmm. come mm -hmm. in, but Normally, it takes a while for you to see the, you know, sowing and the reaping, the reap, the harvest of what you're sowing. So, yeah, yeah. and that's another reason why your purpose should be bound in Christ, because yeah. all that reaping and you can sow nothing. And even to then, I'm not even saying sowing financially, because we've we know people that are just not necessarily the nicest people that have more money than you and yeah. me combined that we'll ever yeah. have. Yeah. 
However, it's not even about reaping the financial benefits. Mm. It is really sad. Like, you know, people say like, oh, I'd rather cry in a Rolls Royce than in a Camry, Altima or whatever. But mm. the thing is, why cry in a Rolls Royce when you can be happy in the Rolls Royce? If that's your purpose. Yeah. If that's your purpose. Because I hear you. Is, we think that, you know, purpose equals money and purpose equal, equal blessing. Purpose can be you living in a one studio bedroom mm. apartment your entire life but you're doing what you love and you feel fulfilled on the inside and yeah. everybody that you speak to sees the light within you that can be the harvest it's not necessarily you know bands and, and, and money and things that nature. Oh, yeah and even to then it's like money comes what they say more money more problems come right. on somebody so the thing is is you know you will run out of stuff to buy so you might as well do something that you love that's going to sustain you um internally not just externally because yeah. we see celebrities and people all the time commit suicide get divorces yeah. and things that yeah. nature so if jay-z can cheat on beyonce honey money can't buy you everything right, right she right. could have bought that if she if she <laughs> So I want I want to go I want to go a bit deeper about purpose. So you know, psychology does a good job of teaching us how you know when we grow up, we we engage in a variety of symbols, and from those symbols, we have agreements, and from that creates our belief system, right? So you you accomplish, and you're educated, and you're really sitting on on who you are and what what's your message and what's your purpose, but. What did you, but, but what I find, you know, a lot of times what blocks uh, individuals from discovering their purpose and really, you know, uh, experiencing all that that's for them is their, themselves, right? Their subconscious mind, right? That, mm -hmm. and, and we know that within the subconscious mind is what realize self-sabotage. So, so talk about what did you have to unlearn throughout your process of growing to be a professional, things that you were exposed to? Or things, that, and then you say, you know what? This is just not right, and it's not counterproductive to where I'm going. What are some of the things you have to unlearn? Because I think that sometimes people they want to discover their purpose, but they're not interested in unlearning behavior that's counterproductive to their purpose. Yeah. Um. So I had to learn how to uh, separate. I had to learn how to be professional. Um, so the thing is, like. Growing up, I had a very like troubled childhood, which mm -hmm. caused me to do something called reparenting. And what repair reparenting is is a psychological term that children and adults do, where you start to where you feel like you didn't get everything you needed yeah. from your parents. And yeah. just a disclaimer: my parents are wonderful. Um, my mom just recently passed away, so Lord bless her soul. Yeah. Um, but no parent has a hundred percent. Of, of everything that a kid needs. Mm -hmm. And if we don't work together as a village where some parents yeah. lack, our kids start to lack different things and they start to outreach to other people. That's why a lot of, you know, people, you know, assume like women that are promiscuous have daddy issues or they have, you know, a childhood trauma because now they're trying to get this attention from other people and that's a part of reparenting so what I would try to do was reparent myself with older women I've always had a mentor always yeah. always had a mentor older woman than me um to give me guidance and give me wisdom and things of that nature because I felt like that's that communication piece is where me and my mom lacked so I was like let me reparent that yeah. however becoming a CEO I tried to reparent myself with my clients 
So I had to draw the line and I had to, you know, I'm have my master's in counseling. So I had to be like, you know what, this is not functional because you're trying to have inappropriate relationships with clients where these are the people that's paying you for a service. They don't want to be your mentors or your, your God mom or anything else. So I think that we all, you know, when you start to start developing a, um, a business you have to develop yourself too and kind of look at like you know what am I working on what is it that I can be you know doing better and what can hinder me or what can look taboo in the business world mm-hmm. um, because in business they don't really allow you to be like who you are like I force myself to be who I am I, yeah. I'm, I'm like this all the time because I like my personality and uh, I like my aesthetic um, but it took a while for me to get comfortable in that until I just was comfortable with being who I am. Yeah. But it's, it's certain things that I had to work on as far as like trying to, you know, making sure that I'm being very appropriate and I'm not, you know, becoming, we want to become family members with our clients, but not really. Yeah. We want to feel like family, not be family, because then it's too close for comfort. Yeah. So I really struggle with holding on to clients and thinking them uh, more and more like my own family, yeah. which can be hindrance because then you get into that fine line between what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And so, uh, and so something that, that as, I, as I heard you talking out that I want to kind of discuss further, you know, in the spirit of unlearning things, and we, and we happened, we're continuing for those of you that are just joining us, as we engaging our purpose week, uh, we have Sade McMillan, uh, who, who is an amazing CEO in the DFW area, who is kicking this off and has been really dropping some fantastic gems the past the past 20 minutes. So, but, but in the spirit of subconscious mind and having to unlearn things, talk about how important as we, as we do the work to discover our purpose, how important are having the right relationships around us? Um, I think in my own life, it, you know, growing up, uh, in a non-traditional way, uh, not always having the, the best models around. Was fortunate through family members and mentors along the way to have some of those relationships uh, and having great friends who've always held me accountable. So talk about what is your advice for people who say, all right, I get it. I got to discover my purpose. I get it. I have to unlearn things, but I, I, I know I have the right people around me. I don't have the right support system. Where, where do I start? What's your advice to those individuals? You definitely start with you um, because the thing is when you start living in purpose, it's like, you know, purpose can look crazy. I mean, think about the first guy that was like, I'm going to create a refrigerator, something that's cold with people probably was like, what do like we put it in ice buckets and call it a day. And so it's, it is crazy until it works. Yeah. So I think the first, you know, support system you should have is within you because rather you're spiritual or not spiritual or religious and, or, you know, other, or you're a mashup of the two. Um, The one thing is you have to have faith in yourself because the first person that has to believe in you is you because you're going to combat so many different ideals and family member advice. And it's not even, you know, just like haters or people that don't want to see you succeed. It's just that people transmit their feelings onto other people because they feel like I can't do this. So it scares me. So that's, that's just to say, if I had a burn mark on my hand from a stove and I saw you getting too close from the stove, I'm going to remember my pain and stop you from touching the stove. 
not knowing that you have already well-crafted chefs and you know what you're doing. And people would do that as well to where they'll tell you like, okay, why don't you stop the business and get another job? Why don't you get, you know, a side hustle? Or why don't you, you know, do this? Why don't you do that? And the thing is, you have to remember that the purpose came to you, not everybody else. And if you're spiritual and if you're religious and you believe in God like yeah, I am, you know that God will have you doing some crazy stuff, okay? <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. about all the things that God has commanded people to do. And I'm like, they really around here marching around this this wall, yeah. honey, yeah. just nonstop, just waking up all the, uh, the neighbors, disturbing yeah. the peace. Um, but it looks crazy. But then when something happens or when the shift happens yeah. or when you become the CEO or when you get the girl, when you get the job, it's like... I knew that that was going to happen because that's what God told me. So the thing is, we can't, we can't uh, expect people to, to listen to our private conversations as if it was on a public forum. So if you know in your head, your conscience, your God, your whoever told you that this is the mark, go for the go, go yeah. for the mark, go do this, don't go left, go right. Don't let nobody else tell you to go right and not go left. Yeah. listen to you first because even if you don't have all the pieces at the bare minimum the body will tell you it's, it's our minds can be somewhere out of this world but the yeah. body responds to stimulus and that is our first indication either yeah. to fight or flight yeah. so sometimes we can't even like when people go through life and they're like super stressed on the inside they're not showing it with their emotions or with their facial mm -hmm. expressions or mm -hmm. the way that they're talking or walking but inside mm -hmm. they're cringing their stomachs are you know eating each other up their their liver is not functioning well they're not having their menstrual cycle on time because all even though they're not transmitting that out yeah. you're still going to feel that so our bodies in our minds, in our own belief systems, in our own faith is what we need to rely on first. And then once you have some people that's like, you know, I think you're crazy, but I'm gonna believe with you. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to have some people that's just kind of gonna let you do your thing. So it's like, you know, it's, it's almost like the supportive husband when a, a woman big chops, shaves all her hair off. It's like, if she has someone, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a cousin or an aunt or somebody, you know, that's like, your hair is really cute and it's gonna look, it's fine. Like, this is gonna work. This works for you. You need someone that says, you know what? That business is gonna work. It is gonna work. And they don't have to always believe it, but you just need those people that's gonna be like, you know what? You say you're gonna do this, so this is what I'm expecting you to do. And if you can't find that person, then you have to rely on yourself. It's all about self self-reflection, self-preservation. Like yeah. we think that we have to have this, uh, we have to get rid of the parade stigma of we need a parade of people. And because the thing is like your family is not responsible for buying your products. Your, your family is not responsible. Your friends are not responsible yeah. for, you know, buying your service and things of that nature. You're trying yeah. to go above that. Now, yeah. would it be nice if your whole family bought show, you know, lip gloss? Yes, that would be Absolutely. awesome. But, yeah. you know, everybody doesn't wear lip gloss or maybe it's not good lip gloss. Maybe you need some feedback. Maybe you need to scale back. So um, I think in that sense, it's like, yes, you do need supportive people and being around the wrong people. But you'll know when you're around the wrong people because anybody that makes your skin crawl or anybody that wants to pluck you out of purpose and you know that they're not really doing it because they care about you and they want you. Because I've had friends that's been like, girl, you're about to get evicted. What you gonna do? You need to do this, you need to do that. And I'm like, I'm waiting on God, I'm waiting on God, I'm waiting on God. And yeah. I know that they're not trying to deter me from my purpose, but it's that they're afraid for me because 
just like I see, you know, the the attack coming up, they see it too. Yeah. But I rely on a different source than they do. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. And then when I didn't get evicted, what it do? It gave all the grace and glory back to God because I told them that he was going to take care of it. Yeah. So the thing is, and sometimes you'll start to see yourself going through different situations because of that. So that yeah. way God can kind of be like, see, made you look and it works. <laughs> Right. But sometimes we get we get tired of that kind of ping pong. But yeah. it's it's just when you are in purpose, things like that happen, yeah. and you have to be able to stand on your own two feet yeah. um, and not really need a parade of people to to do it. Because what happens when the parade ceases or when COVID happens? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I know many people that had you know million dollar companies and now they're gone. Yeah, you know because of COVID. So don't rely yeah. on the parade. You know, because just like all parades, they only last a day yeah. or so. And, and, you know, after a while, the streamers get swept, swept up and, yeah. you know, and you're yesterday's news. Yeah. So it's just yeah. really relying on yourself and knowing yeah. like, okay, this is what I set out to do. Yeah. And really getting, getting a therapist. I tell mm. everybody that are business owners, before you quit your job, before you, you know, take this vows, I didn't do this and I wish I would have. Get you a therapist. Those are people that are pay support and deals with people that know what they're doing and how to cycle you through different emotions because it's an emotional trip so some of us have paid support some of us just have people that love and support us wherever yeah. but the thing is support is not enabling yeah. support is not you lost your your house so somebody's gonna let you move in no if you're gonna be yeah. your boss up and be a ceo yeah. ride the wave because sometimes yeah. people think support is actually someone covering their expenses why they go chase their dreams or covering the downfalls you know they're looking for a cushion not yeah. pushing people that support they push yeah. they push and they push and they push yeah. so if you tell them that you're gonna you know cold call 20 companies on monday they're gonna call you and be like how many did you do today because if Accountability. you do if you if you did 18 then we don't need to talk until after you do the last yeah, two yeah where a cushion is someone that's like oh i'll call them for you or you did yeah. 18 that's okay like yeah. no those are people that you know when the waves of entrepreneurship kind of hit you you need to feel the wave yeah. because it's going to teach you something but if you have someone that has a lot of money that's like oh i'll pay your rent for a year mm -hmm. like no go through the process. It's a scary process. You don't know where you're going to end up, but hey, that's what you sign up when you become a CEO. So either you're going to be this mom and dad pop for mm -hmm. forever, companies mm -hmm. that never make it past the 200K threshold because mm -hmm. you have people constantly bailing you out, bailing you out, and you never learn how mm -hmm. to generate money out of anything because that's mm -hmm. what entrepreneurs do. We squeeze $100 out of the penny constantly, mm -hmm. squeezing it, squeezing it, squeezing it, and it, it is, is can be devastating and it can be rewarding at the same time. But if you always have someone supporting you, someone enabling, yeah. you know, the cushion, then you'll never really figure out how to do it on your own. And yeah. I yeah. think that's the worst thing that any person that wants to be a leader because a CEO is a leader, a business yeah. owner is a leader. And then you become bigger than what you are because if you are a woman, you're already on, on track to kind yeah. of, you know, changing, changing the world as, as we know it around you. And then yeah. to be, or if you're African-American, yeah. we're still having the first this and the first that. Yeah. But then if you are like me and you are a black woman, you yeah. really put it out for the 200 and the 99, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like you have a greater responsibility. So yeah. the thing is, is you have to make sure that you're, you know, not just 
throwing yourself into business, that you're reading business books, that you're getting mentorship, that you're using resources. So that way, when someone is not about supporting a black business, because that's not charity, you don't support black business. That's, you should come to us because the products are good. Yeah. And we just happen to be black and you want to support that. Yeah. It shouldn't be a charitable offense. It shouldn't be like a, yeah. a thing. It's like, oh my God, I supported a black. Like, no, you came to my boutique yeah. and bought a dress, honey, and it was fly. That's right. why you bought it. Right. Because even though it's good to see people in color, people think that they're doing us a favor. You're not doing us a favor. Yeah. You're not doing us a favor. Don't. And if you feel like you have to do somebody a favor in their business, give them tips for their business, not enabling them to keep going by buying the product or the service. And it's not right yeah. because the only invoice they're going to have is yours. Yeah. 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 That's good. And so, and so just thinking about that, you know, I think people made this misconception that uh, those of us, or, or when you find your purpose, right. And, 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 and you, uh, you discover your purpose, rather, and you experience some success as a result of doing whatever you were called to do and the, the outward appearance of that success. People make this misconception that uh, individuals that, that walk in purpose don't go through anything, right? There's no trauma that you have to go through. There's no insecurities. There's no depression. There's no bad days. There's no times where you say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore, Right. So my question to you is, what's your advice? How do you encourage people to say, all right, I know I need, I know I got to unlearn some things. I know I need accountability, right? Some of this that you've been teaching us tonight, but, but uh, I know I need relationships, but I struggle with my insecurities. My insecurities are blocking me from, from really living in my talents, right? So what, what advice would you give those individuals? You need to learn how to fake it till you make it. I mean, you know, insecurities are sometimes we have insecurities because of something that someone said or someone that someone did. But some insecurities we just pick up like daisies. Like sometimes it's like we, you know, uh, comparison is the enemy of joy. And so the thing is, it's like when you start comparing, you know, waist size and, you know, cars and clothes and chains and things of that nature, you start to pick up insecurities all by yourself. Yeah. So the thing is, and then when you're connected to other people that have some insecurities, because birds of a feather definitely flock together. So you need yeah. to check your friends. So it's a scene in Mean Girls where they were all in the mirror and yeah. each girl is saying like, oh, my pores are too big. Oh, my nail bits suck. Oh, my teeth are yeah. crooked. And the last girl, the fourth girl, she didn't say anything wrong about herself. And she goes, I have bad breath in the morning. So the thing is, they're expecting her to follow suit. Yeah. So when you start getting in those type of relationships where they're not happy with themselves, whether it's a friendship, marriage, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you start to pick up those insecurities on the way. So to where I don't have a remedy for insecurities because I have my own insecurities, I think the goal is to learn how to work through your insecurities and learn how to be good to yourself. Like um, at one point I was 250 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, when I started losing weight, I felt, you know, really insecure. Like the insecurity grew because I'm like trying to fit into smaller clothes and I'm trying to see what works and what not. And then the workout wasn't moving as fast as I wanted to do. I wanted to be 179 overnight. Yeah. So, um, but I started telling myself that where you are is okay because you're working towards the mark. Yeah. So where you're at right now will be totally different two months from now. So yeah. the thing is, is 
working through your insecurities and getting that uh, self, that positive self-talk mm -hmm. and, and letting someone know like, you know, or, you know, letting yourself know that if you're going, if you feel like you're over your head, then put something in place for that. If you feel like this deal is just too big for me, scale back, scale back. Because the thing is, what is for you is for you and it'll make a full circle. But the thing is, sometimes you just have to go for it. Sometimes you have to fake it till you make it and force yourself through it. It's almost like anything that's hard is, you know, you want to stop doing it. But if it's not hard, it's not working. Yeah. So the thing is, and, and on a spiritual context, you know, whether spiritual or religious or however, again, I don't push my own ideologies on other people. But the thing is, is the, the enemy doesn't like anything that's good. Anything that's that's fulfilling you, anything that's going to make you chuckle and make you sleep at night, anything that's going to um, solidify your children or generations after the fact or even bring you closer to the creator, he's going to destroy. So you have to remember that, you know, not only are you dealing with the environment and people and, your, and yourself, but you're also dealing with a whole different realm that you don't have any control over. And the only thing that you can control is your response to it. So All because you chose purpose. Only because you chose purpose. And even to them, purpose has a, a cute way of comforting you mm -hmm. when you start to feel down. Because I know uh, in June, I had a terrible month and I just was so depressed. And some, one of my friends sent me a slideshow of every accomplishment I've done in the last two years. Wow. And he said, this slideshow is five minutes long. Get up off the couch and do your job. Wow. So the thing is, it's like, that is the type of support that you need, but, but people, but faith and, and, and purpose and things of that nature, you always have everything that you need in that moment. So yeah. it's just, you can never really climb the ladder if you don't push the heavy weights. So the thing is, is don't expect to go into the gym and start, and you only got the 25 pound dumbbell and thinking that you can go to 250 by Tuesday. <laughs> right, right, and it's right. Monday, you right. know, take it little by little. There is yeah. strength in moving slow. Yeah. The best meals are made slow. You ever, it's like you ever had crock pot meals, the slow roasted chicken. Yeah, like, because yeah. the thing is, even when you cook, the slower you cook chicken, the more tender it is, how juicy it is. So that yeah. the longer that you sit in your purpose and you develop and you get all the fundamentals and you know, you know, one plus one is two before you know 22 times 22 is whatever, mm -hmm. you're going to know how to, how to deal and deal and heal through different problems so if you never lose a client how are you going to know how to retain a client mm -hmm. if you if you never you know go through anything that's adversive you won't know what to do you know to keep and, and maintain mm -hmm. because business isn't pretty and um you you need those that that, that foundation in yeah. order to to make it last because it's not enough just to make 100k in your first year you want to continuously make that money yeah. and 100k by the way is not a lot of money it's yeah. still, you know, uh, people yeah. like to, you know, kind of post that on Instagram. And then, you know, <laughs> that is, that's not even upper middle class. That is still lower middle class here in America. Yeah. So it's not yeah. a lot of money and you have to pay taxes on it. So really you only made like 79. Right. So don't be jaded with numbers and things of that nature because it's, it, it will keep you from enjoying the real fruits of the labor, which is mm -hmm. seeing your product on the streets and seeing your services being used by your clientele. That should be yeah. the, the root. Yeah. Of the, and that's, that, that should be the reap of the sowing that you're doing yeah. not the, the financial the financial backing should be something that's just extra yeah you know the people that you just get to help every day you know mm -hmm. your purpose is not tied to, to being a business but it's tied to just serving and so my last question and i man you got so much golden nuggets i'm just processing but 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 
uh, at our company, we are so blessed that we get to, we get a lot of single moms that reach out to us for services who are trying to make things happen. And you are obviously our mom who's the CEO and you have broke through so many barriers and so authentic and real with your story. So, so really just kind of uh, speaking to single moms, what encouragement can you provide to single moms who, who, who may feel like that? You know, I want to discover my purpose. I got some talents. I have some things I want to start, but I feel like as a single mom, I, I just, I can't do that. Or maybe that's, a, maybe that's something I have to put uh, by the wayside. So what are, your, what are your encouragement for single moms? So the encouragement, so disclaimer, like I'm a mom that's single because I co-parent with mm. the, 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 my father, mm. my daughter's father. Mm. He's not my father. He's my daughter's father. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so we co-parent and I have a lot of free time because we go week to week and yeah. some women are not blessed to have that. So I don't pretend to know the ins and outs of a, a single mom. But if I was to give advice to single mothers is to have a healthy transparency with your children um, because business kind of pulls you away from from your child mm -hmm. um, because I think that's a lot of what women are really worried about you know I have to be there for my child they need this they need that they need this they need that however like you know watching your mom or watching your your the person that's raising you kind of rise against adversity and kind of build something yeah. on their own is very effective for children yeah. but having that open communication and making sure that you're making time to um to, to be a mom and to be a ceo and it can get crazy and schedules have to be remixed and remade and things yeah. of that nature and money gets funny and sometimes they won't have you know sometimes they will have walmart and i and not target sometimes they will be eating hot dog links and not you know filet mignon but kids eat boogers so we're not really worried about that as long as you are feeding your babies and you're not like neglecting them go for the goal because just because you come become a parent doesn't mean that life stops yeah. it should continue on and don't be afraid to ask for help i know that you know some people are like i don't have any help Shade. i don't know what to do the thing is you have to go find it if you can't leave your kids with your friends they don't need to be your friends if you're trying to chase after purpose and we kind of touched on the people that we need these are the people that you need so if you have to you know sit and write out your proposal for a client if your friend can't watch your child for two hours why are they your friend yeah. why so we have to be uh, aware of everything that's going on and we have to make those certain sacrifices yeah. um and if that means that you have kids and you need to you know you want to start your own business but you need to you know subdive you need to make you know your your money stretch longer and it means downsizing yeah. If that means sleeping in a king size bed with two kids, do it. Because the thing is, is we always say like, oh, moms have to do this and parents have to do that. But the thing is, is kids don't count how many times they get McDonald's or how many times they get to, you know, do all these miraculous things. They think about all the reflections with me having my mom pass away, the only thing I think about is the experiences that we have. So as long as you're making sure that you're experiencing your children, your children are experiencing you, then yeah. you're not going to beat the mark. Don't try to follow what, you know, social media and, you know, the girl that's a, she's like a super mom and a super wife and she vlogs on the weekends, she sips tea with the, uh, with the light, it lights and she still has time to go to the gym and, <laughs> to, uh, you know, grow her hair out in six months. Like, 
that's yeah. not real life that's instagram and social media don't try to fit that mode but do what you know is right yeah. within what works with your family and some and sometimes it, it it is waiting until the kids get older to to do it because they need you right then and there and yeah. but that's not a defeat that's purpose yeah that's purpose so the thing is is you just it's it's very um it's hard to accept the things that we want but that are that are not ours. Sort of like a kid. Like if you meant if if you bought a candy bar for Andy because he got hundred percent on his his his, his test. Yeah. But Jimmy wants, you know, some candy too, but he didn't get a hundred so he can't have one. It's like him throwing a fit. That's what we do. We want yeah. stuff that looks good to us, that we feel like we should that we deserve, mm. but we it's not for us. Mm-hmm. So kind of accepting no for adults is, is, is a big thing and knowing when to propel for the yeses. And if you're going to propel, propel all the way. So I think that um, single moms that are in business are amazing women um, because they have so many different things and have to wear so many different hats. Um, and like I said, like I don't have a huge experience in that, but I would just, Give them the advice to be kind to yourself, to um, make sure that you are listening to yourself and wise counsel, that you're not allowing Mm -hmm. other people to tell you how to parent your children or what's too much or what's too little and involve your children in the the process. If you're learning about business, they should be sitting right next to you learning about it too. If you know, if you have a, you know, if you're selling the product, create a product for your kids to sell because that's the best way is to include yeah. them because if they're yeah. going to be there, you might as well use them. I mean, really until they turn 18, they're really just free labor, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, after a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> so put them to work, mama. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just know that, you know, if you're in your purpose, then you've already been labeled good enough. Mm. Everybody didn't know Oprah before she was Oprah. Nobody yeah. knew Megan Good before she was Megan Good. Nobody knew, you know, and yeah. some people, even to even when you look at pop culture and things of that nature, people like Cardi B, like, you know, people really don't like her, you know, for reasons beyond yeah. my control. However, yeah. she was the underdog for so long and she yeah. still made it. So yeah. the thing is, her story should ring true with a lot of, um, females and moms and, and things of that nature because if you can be on national tv and people are calling you crazy and you still blow up and she's not special i'm not special no one has any like extra blessings than other people we're just blessed in different ways yeah. so you just have to really kind of focus on that yeah. and um what you can do within reason and don't try mm-hmm. to spread yourself so thin to where you're not good to yourself you're not good to your kids because yeah then you won't be good for the business. So then you'll be yeah. filling in all three areas. Yeah. So having a healthy balance and knowing how to, where to pour, you know, it's going to yeah. be a lot of robbing Peter to pay Paul for a little bit, but yeah. knowing that I'm in my purpose, this is going to work and it won't be like this forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, I think that is the advice. I have to go in the circle to find it, but that is the advice. <laughs> no, that's good. We, man, you uh, spent about 40 minutes with us just dropping so many uh, fantastic gems to help uh, individuals within the urban community, specifically millennials, do the, because in summary, uh, you encourage us tonight to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. That, that part of discovering your purpose, uh, you must also simultaneously do the work. And so we're so excited, we're so grateful 
that you spent your time with us. Before we kind of close out our first live uh, session tonight, please tell us about your business and where can we follow you on Facebook, Instagram, all that other fancy stuff. Well, where, how can we connect with you? Okay, so the name of my business is Salai Respite. Salai is a Hebrew, he, uh, uh, a Hebrew word in um, the Bible, in the book of Psalms, and it translates into rest or break. So Salai Respite Care, so we're giving parents a break. And Salah is spelled S-E-L-A-H, respite, mm -hmm. R-E-S-P-I-T-E, um, care. And of course, our website is www.salahrespite.com. You can also um, email me at Shade, S-H-A-U-D-A-E, at salahrespite.com. I'm always um, willing and open to talk to other like entrepreneurs and, you know, uh, getting together and kind of connecting even if we're not in the same industry you never know like where yeah. two paths might intersect or when you may need me or I may need you so at the very least send me your business cards send me about your businesses and things of that nature um and yeah that's it okay. um and we just keep doing what we, we what we've been doing the nanny care and if you know anybody that has a child that has yeah. a disability please yeah. send them our way we um we, our team, my, the team is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we um, really do um, some good work. And that's just not me talking about myself and talking about the team because I'm yeah. nothing about my team. So shout out to all my team members and my yeah. assistant that keep me down, keep me going for the long run because without a good team, I am nothing. Mm -hmm.